Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to a special Tour de France edition of the Band of Brothers podcast. I'm Steph, one of the team's press officers, and today we'll be joined by team manager Ralf Denk, as well as head sports director Rolf Aldag, who are going to be revealing our Tour de France lineup for 2022 and also telling us a little bit more about their plans for the race. So Ralf uh, and Rolf, thanks very much for joining us today. Hello together. Hello. Hi. And of course, as usual, my colleague Andreas is also here as well. Hello, um, as well from my side. Very nice to have you on, on our podcast for the very first time, Rolf. And welcome back, Rolf. Hi, Andal. Servus. <laughs> okay, so Rolf, even though we, of course, want to talk today about the upcoming Tour de France, there's one thing that we have to mention first. And that's, of course, our absolutely incredible Giro d'Italia. So tell us, what does Jai Hindley's Giro victory mean to you as a team manager who started this all 20 years ago with a bike shop and then launched his very first pro team only 10 years ago? What does this all mean to you personally? Yeah, it was uh, uh, for me uh, a big emotionally uh, moment because uh, 10 years ago uh, we participated uh, in our uh, first Giro Italia uh, with uh, Team NEDEP. Uh, that was uh, the currently sponsor and uh, we got the wild card um, and um, yeah we we were we were surprised uh, regarding the wild card and the whole cycling community was surprised as well and uh, yeah I was super exciting in that moment but on the other hand I was as well uh, as uh, I, um, I feel the fears so uh, budget wise we was totally on the limit uh, Logistic-wise, totally in the limit, and I was uh, super happy. Uh, our sponsor, our car sponsor, Auto Eda, support us with some rental vehicles. We rent a camper for this Italian adventure, and okay, sport, uh, sport, uh, sportive-wise, we managed very well. We uh, become two times second on the stage, but uh, in the end, I had uh, a lot of concerns. If this uh, compared to our budget. In the end, we, we survive. Um, we're still there after 10 years um, with the Pokal from the Giro with the Malia Rosa. And this was uh, really um, yeah, an impressive move from the whole team, not just from Chai. So all the, all the guys that support me uh, in the last 10 years as well, the sponsors. So it was really uh, a, good, uh, a, a good feeling for my uh, personal. Okay, back to the Tour de France. Until now, we don't know the lineup. So the question of all questions, who's racing for Bora Hans Grohe at this year's Tour de France? And uh, what are the general goals of the team, Rolf? I'm the general manager, but not a sport boss. So, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I will, uh, I will name the riders. So we have uh, three Germans, uh, Nils Polit, the new German champion. We have uh, Lennart Kemner, stage winner from the, uh, the Giro edition 2022. And uh, we have uh, Max Schachmann. We have uh, three Austrian riders with uh, Felix Großschartner, the new national champion from Austria. We have Patrick Konrad, stage winner from last year. And uh, as well, Marco Haller, a very loyal uh, helper. 
And uh, last but not least, uh, the two um, riders, not from Germany and Austria, is Danny van Poppel yeah, so, and uh, Alexander Flasov. Uh, so, Rolf, you're the one who puts together the plan to achieve the team's goals. So can you tell me what's the idea behind this particular lineup? So talk us through the roles of the guys and your thoughts behind that. Why did you select these particular riders? I think in general, we, you know, first have to say like that it's not an easy decision. It's never really an easy decision uh, because the, the strength of the roster is so strong that, you know, easily we could have picked like 10, 11, 12 guys. These eight guys now representing Bora Hansgrohe, I think they deserve it. Um, why? Because of, let's say, their um, you know actual shape and what they already proved this year. So we have seen that we've done really, really good in stage races in general. So not only not only at the Giro Italia, but we also won tour of uh, Valencia. We also won tour of Catalonia. And I think this is a little bit the hint here to say, well, which direction is the team going to go? And what do we need, you know, to continue this path of be, you know, becoming a GC team? And I think this is just a little bit the logic of the of the of the rider selection. If we go one by one, then um, yeah, I mean, like there will still be the Bora Hansgrohe philosophy behind it. It's like you know, we don't want to race in a traditional way. Have in mind that we always said like we want to race attractive, we want to race offensive. And we want to be, you know, um, part in every in every um, uh, possible scenario for GC in the climbing stages. So um, have, having that in mind, obviously, like Alex uh, Flasov would be our GC leader. We've seen uh, Felix Groschatner now with a very, very solid performance in time trialing and in climbing, which also, you know, gives him opportunities um, in that area and um, in especially the high mountains. Um, Patrick Conrad, I think nobody, you know, forgot his stage win in last year's Tour de France. Um, how he soloed for more than 50 kilometers. Uh, would be nice to, you know, to confirm this uh, stage win from last year. Um, then uh, Danny von Poppel, a uh, very, very solid performance so far. A lot of very good placings, but he's also a guy who can guide a team, a guy who can, um, you know, position the team. Think about the first week, how important that first week is for every team, uh, how nervous it will be. We have cobblestones to come. Uh, Naming cobblestones, then we come to Niels, uh, Niels Pollitt. Um, yeah, just became German national road race champion and third in the time trial. So he also just showed his strength there. Um, a guy who's never shy to help, a guy who's never really kind of like um, hiding. Uh, is committed to the team, but still has a chance to um, to do something on his own. Also confirmed that with a Tour de France stage win last year. Um, then we still have Lenny. Well, Lenny, I think, was the big news of the Giro. Um, and he had really his, his, his highlights there with winning the Aetna stage, but also with being the key guy uh, on winning the Giro overall, with pacing, um, pacing um, Jai and ultimately cracking Carapaz. So um, on that on that sense, like we you know why not trying to repeat something similar with Lenny, um, and then we have uh, we have Mark Schachmann. Um, he had to fight a lot with his health so far. Um, did run through you know uh, illness, and uh, and we feel like he's he's back to to really good, hopefully to his best already. I'm with second place in Gipping with a very strong performance in Switzerland. Even so, he crashed. He did fight through it. Shows his spirit. 
and uh, a Marco Haller, very loyal guy, on one side, you know, functioning as a road captain, um, as a guy who can position uh, with the others, but also a guy that if you have him in the breakaway, he's very, very fast and could potentially go also for, you know, an own success. So I think that was the eight guys that we did want to. Ralph, from your perspective, um, what's the general goal for the team for the Tour de France? Yeah, <laughs> we had already... Uh, Three uh, top ten places uh, uh, in the in, in the last years um, with our team, and uh, yeah, we are aiming, we are dreaming for the podium. Uh, I know it's a tough uh, is a tough goal, but uh, in the end, I think uh, when we see the results of uh, Alexander Flasov um, of the season 2022, then it's a really a realistic uh, goal, and uh, we will support him uh, as good as possible. In, in, in uh, all terrains and uh, as Rolf mentioned already we will write our new style aggressive uh, and um, offensive and uh, would be nice uh, if we can achieve uh, a stage win uh, as well and then uh, I'm in in Paris uh, quite happy when we uh, achieve these goals. Rolf you've prepared every little detail of the tour um, from your opinion, what are the key stages in the fight for the GC? Well, this is, uh, you know, um, what are the key stages? Actually, stage one to 21. And that makes it so difficult because if you, let's say, uh, you know, with all respect, only aim for stage wins, then, you know, you can you can leave some stages out in your planning. You can just, you know, take it off the list and say, yeah, too hard for us, not our style, um, predictable, you know, uh, uh, an outcome that we don't play a role in. If you write JC, well, what does it mean? Like you can never ever lose time and you even have to find spots where you can gain time. So on the flat stages, you know, that means like we need to invest a lot in protecting um, GC. That um, That's very clear and, uh, and therefore every single stage is a key stage. We do have very tough stages in the Alps that will make a big difference. You know, um, two times uh, over the Galibier from both sides. That will be a, a, a really tough one area. And then and when everybody's really tired, we have this short but very intense uh, Pyrenees stages and a pretty long time trials. And, uh, and that makes the tour this year like pretty, pretty hard for us. The first week is very often discussed. What do you think about the first week with maybe crosswinds in Denmark and then of course the the pave of, of Arenberg. Well, in my opinion, um, you know, the, a complete rider is probably capable of doing everything. So I, my personal opinion is like, we don't have to overdo things like that from the organizational side. But to be fair, it's not the cobbles that you ride constantly in Perro Bay. So we don't have Carrefour de Labre, we don't have um, Arenberg. So that's all taken out. So I think it's still manageable, but it will make the whole thing very, very nervous. Um, that's very clear. So I do think it's pretty fair. It's uh, you know not a, not an easy tour, especially these short mountain stages. It's a little bit of a new style that makes it you know like fast from the beginning. They will be very difficult for breakaways to gain enough time to make it then. But I think it will also make it a very interesting race. Okay, uh, now, Ralph, we know that planning for our tour goals already started quite a long time ago. So as the team manager, how much are you involved in this personally? So is it you who decides, for example, the balance 
between stage hunting or GC focus in general for a race like the Tour. How big is your involvement in decisions like this as opposed to Rolf and the sports directors? So, uh, yeah, we, we have a culture in, uh, uh, in Team Borahans Grohe. Everybody uh, can uh, bring his opinion on a table and we have an open table to discuss everything. And um, in the end, I'm not a decision taker. Uh, okay, I'm a responsibility in the team for a lot of things, uh, especially uh, the finance-wise to pay every bill or to be able to every, uh, pay every bill. But um, from the sporting uh, decisions are uh, Rolf Aldag and Dan Lorang uh, in the lead and uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah uh, take uh, the decision. And if, if we have a, a, a pet, uh, then okay, I can, I can. I have the position to overrule everyone, but uh, it's, not my, it's not my style uh, to work. So I trust uh, in, in sporting questions uh, the, the tandem. Wolf Aldag and uh, Dan Laurent, more as uh, 100%. And uh, it's always, uh, yeah, uh, good to have uh, guys uh, with uh, that kind of um, experience. And uh, so I'm a bit in, in the background and uh, generally responsibility for a lot of things, but the sporting process uh, are uh, on uh, Rolf and Dan's shoulders. Rolf. What are your personal thoughts on this year's parkour and um, what do you expect from our boys in terms of racing? So, uh, to have a, a Grand Depart outside of, uh, of France, uh, I like it. I think it's always a good opportunity to bring our sport forward uh, as well marketing-wise. And uh, yeah, it's a, a nice, uh, a nice uh, country, Denmark. And, uh, but I expecting as well uh, already in the first weekend Uh, tough stages, uh, crosswind sections, uh, and hopefully uh, not a, 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 a race that is so nervous with a lot of crashes as we had last year. So, yeah, it's pending uh, of the weather situation, uh, rainy or, or, or windy. Uh, if there are the forecasts, then it's for sure much uh, uh, unpredictable as uh, the weather is good. Uh, in my opinion, As well, uh, a cobblestone section have not a place in the in the Grand Tour. You cannot uh, win, uh, in my opinion, the the, the Tour de France uh, in uh, in a cobblestone section. But you can lose it if you have a, a, a flat tire, a puncture in in a bad moment, and uh, no support cars or team cars behind you. So this is uh, my opinion. Okay, I like uh, I I like and love it uh, Paris Roubaix, but just in April and not during uh, the Tour de France. Hopefully uh, the, the cobblestone section uh, are, um, yeah, is not a decision maker uh, in a general classification. Yeah, and then uh, super nice to see already the first mountains uh, after, uh, after the first week in the Vogesen. And yeah, and then we go uh, in direction Alp uh, and then uh, Pyrenees. Uh, so uh, super tough uh, stages coming up and uh, yeah, a long time trial in the end. So everything uh, is in what, uh, what uh, we need for high performance uh, or high class cycling race. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we have uh, uh, yeah, uh, good luck for our guys and um, then we will see. Uh, I believe in our strong rooster.
Okay, so that's the parkour. Rolf, uh, there are a number of clear favorites for the race. So let's have a talk a little bit about our competition. So we've got the likes of Pagacha lining up and other strong teams like Jombo Visma. How would you rate the other teams compared to our strengths? And what do you expect from them? Are there any scenarios that you think might be beneficial for us as a team? How do you see that landscape? Nah, I think uh, they are obviously like, uh, you know, Pogacar as a defending champion didn't really show any weakness um, with his spring campaign doing the cobbles was pretty impressive, actually, because, you know, there were some thoughts to say maybe to beat him in the tour has to be done in the first week in the crosswinds and on the cobbles. But then, uh, you know, being in the final of Tour Flanders, he definitely proved that he is capable of doing that. There's not a lot of weakness uh, to see. Um, that um, kind of like double captain role at Jumbo Visma with uh, Oglich and Wingegaard is it seems to be an interesting one. Let's see how, if they can use it or if it plays against them. Um, we'll learn about that one. Um, I was myself in uh, in Dauphiné, and uh, yeah, to my opinion, you know, it was pretty equal. But I even thought uh, maybe some advantage for Wingegaard in the in the climbs so and they still have out van art which uh, which you read everywhere in the media that he can go for the green jersey so you know that's has to be seen if that gives the team a, a big boost of you know morale motivation to have big tasks on the list for every single day and and keep the tension very high or if that's going to be like a burden for them and they get lost in too many goals it has to be seen i think in general you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, questions always about like uh, bad moments, crashes, um, injuries, illness, wrong decisions. So I think that makes the three week Grand Tour so exciting that uh, if you look at the start list, you know, you, you potentially have like 10 names and then uh, many times it's like, how would you call it the self-solving problem? So I think for us, we cannot focus too much on the on the others and rather focus on doing our job. Uh, doing it in a, in the best way possible and that means like really like uh, being prepared for every scenario and being protective of our re- leaders and then take the race towards the front and don't look back so that means like aggressive riding. Ralf, I know the the Champs-Élysées is still very far away but how do you think or how would you wish the tour will play out this year? So the main question is as Rolf mentioned Everyone against uh, Pogacar uh, is already the two times winner of the last two uh, two years editions. So uh, yeah, um, I was I was hoping <laughs> uh, um, someone, in the best case, we uh, can crack uh, Pogacar in the first week. But what I saw in the spring, he managed very well Tour of Flanders uh, and uh, and uh, other cobblestone races in Belgium. So yeah, we we will see uh, how how are the the team URA around uh, Pogacar, but uh, in the end is uh, is this guy um, to beat, and uh, I think um, we have to be there. We have to be there if uh, something uh, went uh, wrong in the team URA, then we have to grab our chance, and uh, for that moment we have to be prepared and have to be on the line. Yeah, this is um, yeah uh, in 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 a raw explanation of our strategy, and um, I believe uh, the team will be there if uh, a chance coming up. Okay, Rolf, a question for you about stage hunters. So we've talked a bit about the GC and our general goals. 
Um, where do you think are some good chances for a break or for something for us to do something special to take a stage win without giving too much away, <laughs> if you can? Uh, from my point of view, you have to see the trend over the last couple of years. And, and that shows that more and more breakaways actually make it to the finish. So in stages where you would probably have said like um, um, two, three, five years ago, to say, ah, this is going to be a GC day. Um, it turned out to be a breakaway day. Why? Because I think uh, if you really want to win the Tour de France, a lot of teams ride pretty much conservative and defensive to not invest too much. So instead of being like turning out to be too greedy, to say, well, we, we can also win these stages, they do accept the fight for GC. Um, and, uh, and I think that's what happened last year with, with Pogacar and the year before. It's like we don't really care who wins the first 18 stages, we do care who is in yellow at in Paris. And I think that opens opportunities. And uh, and then you also see that within these bigger breakaways that it takes longer and longer that a breakaway is established, then you do have them in. And, um, and once you have them in, you still see a lot of fighting going on. And, and this makes it, and that's, you know, the answer to what's exciting. Exciting is these, long solos, his solo attacks out of a breakaway, like what Connie managed to do um, last year, for example, what Moritz managed to do last year. I think this is like scenarios on multiple stages, on, on more than one actually, and uh, and we want to be part of that. Now, can you always turn that into a victory? Hard to say, but yeah, if you don't try, you're definitely not going to win. And Rolf, how was now the latest block of preparation? Are you happy where the guys are at the moment? Nationals weekend was pretty good, I would say. Yeah, that's true. Um, like Nationals were, were pretty impressive and guys were doing really good. Not only the ones who won, also like a Jordi who became second in the chaotic Belgium championship. Uh, so yeah, we should go on a high into these races. I mean, you know, to Switzerland with all the setbacks, if you look back to it, it's like, well, you know, losing Alex there. Um, and then still finishing second and having the jersey with Sergio. I think the team spirit is pretty high and it should be. Uh, there should be a lot of confidence within that group because they all did uh, did do really well lately. And I think, you know, everybody is pretty optimistic to, um, you know, to travel to Copenhagen and to bring it like all the training efforts that they have done, all the wake, all the work that they have done with their coaches back home to turn that into result. Okay. And one last question to you, Ralf. On a slightly different topic. So everybody knows there's going to be a Netflix production at this year's Tour de France. What are you expecting from the team? How should they present themselves as the band of brothers? And what would make you really proud to see from us as a team when you watch the program? Okay, uh, yeah, first of all, is uh, I think a big chance for our sport, for cycling. Uh, we couldn't find an agreement, Netflix, to the force organizer and we as a team uh, so and I'm uh, really proud Bora Hans Groh is, uh, is part of uh, this Netflix uh, production so uh, yeah uh, Netflix did uh, something similar with uh, the Formula One with the series uh, Drive to Survive and this was a quite successful uh, documentation uh, behind the lines uh, of the Formula One uh, community and um, the Formula One have uh, <coughs> now 
<clears throat> and uh, yeah, a big advantage or make an, an, an huge step forward from the marketing perspective and would be really, really nice. Cycling uh, can achieve uh, a similar uh, result or goal. And uh, yeah, what make me proud if we, if I see in one year <laughs> the, um, the Serie or the, the production. Uh, I think the important point uh, in this Netflix production is uh, to show the emotion of our sport. And uh, it's in the end, for sure, positive emotions are much better as negative emotions. But from the fan perspective, I think it doesn't matter. And uh, we have uh, the chance now to bring cycling in a completely different picture in front of our fans. And uh, if we use this opportunity, then I think we can make a, a big step forward uh, with our sport. Okay, I certainly agree with you there. It's definitely going to be an exciting thing for us to be part of this production and it definitely has a lot of potential and on that note I have to say thanks very much to both of you for joining us and revealing our Tour de France lineup and also talking a little bit about our goals for the race. So thanks uh, to everyone and uh, yeah uh, we will see each other in Copenhagen. Good luck, thank you. And thanks as always to you, our listeners, for joining us for this special episode of the Band of Brothers podcast. We hope you'll stick around for our next episode, which will come to you directly from the Tour de France. <laughs>